awesome podcast i am your host brother wicked doing my tuesday night live show on a monday how are you folks welcome to the studio woody bush and welcome to the studio devil person with green horns and uh psychedelic mushrooms (laughs) that's lou lou hey lou how you doing i know lou all right geez i'm in the middle of eating popcorn with M&M's in it, it's really good. I thought I would finish it uh, before the show. But, all right, last bite. I'm sorry, I'm not going to eat while I do my podcast. Hope you all are doing well. So observations from the great state of Maine, specifically Waldo County, Maine, in the small city of Belfast, getting cold. But when I say cold, I mean, for us, it's just the time of the year. Welcome, Lady Rebecca, and welcome, Peter Smith. Yeah, it's uh, today we're getting, getting some rain, and it's about, I probably didn't even crack 50 degrees, so it has that rawness in the air. But I know the rest of the country, I mean, what are they? They're getting like mudslides out in California again, right? And I think Illinois and Kansas, Missouri, the central part of the country is uh, under like a uh, uh, tornado warning. Now, maybe some turn. And then, like south of here, like uh, just south of here, uh, torrential rains uh, yet again. So, yeah. Uh, working on a buzz. How are you? Says uh, Lou, psychedelic mushroom person. And on a Monday, even. Wow. Uh, not wasting any time. It's like, uh, you know, if. Uh, some people have an attitude that uh, uh, it's five o'clock somewhere, it's uh, Saturday somewhere, so why the heck not? Uh, but good to see you here, Lou. Good luck with the nasty weather coming your way. Yeah, and the same with any of you that have nasty, it seems like the nasty weather is just coming everywhere. Yeah. Slightly Serious entered this live studio. Welcome, Slightly Serious, uh, who also has a podcast out there. Lady Rebecca has a podcast out there with uh, her partner, Father Brian, on Planet ADHD, which I've mentioned here several times. And uh, so I, I get here. It's a Monday. I get here not that long ago. When I say here, I mean my apartment. And I'm like, oh, I just got to... Just close my eyes, take a little nappy poo. And I set the timer for like an hour. Holy cow, I was like gone. When that alarm went off, I was like, wow, where am I kind of thing. Whew, so that's where I guess I needed that. Something about it being Monday, the cold weather and that type of thing. Lots of love from New Zealand, says Peter Smith. Um, 
Lady Rebecca says they had a t- uh, tornado warning uh, watch last night. So uh, glad that you didn't get blown up and uh, blown away and uh, wicked witch of the house kind of thing. All right. Someone from New Zealand. I like that from uh, uh, New Zealand. Yes, we like New Zealand. I read a book recently about uh, a cult from New Zealand. I think it's called Christchurch or something like that. A lot of weird, wacky stuff goes on in that cult. Uh, not that I'm saying that New Zealand is like full of cults or whatever. I got to say something positive about New Zealand. They've done really good against the COVID uh, via, you know, the COVID. That's a good thing. They have a female prime minister who's actually kind of hot. And I can say that, right? Without being sexist, I think. I can say that. Um, so. Uh, I almost accidentally ended the live show. I think it's okay if you'd call female politicians hot, right? Uh, what a, even if they're Republican. Uh, I mean, that that's a hard one uh, for me right there when I notice a female politician's hot and uh, she's a Republican. That one I have uh, scruples with, yeah. Lou, I think the last time I heard from you, you were talking about whales on Milt's show and uh, the... Well, whales speaking a different type of dialect and people are making fun of you. And I was trying to stand up for you because I actually buy buy into that stuff. I actually believe that. I actually believe that. All right. Got my fizzy water ready to go. So I'm kind of getting out of my coma nap a little bit. Didn't have quite enough time to eat all my popcorn and M&Ms. And holy cows, that, that's good. I buy the white popcorn organic stuff and I... I uh, use my whirly pop and make it like that, uh, better than the microwave stuff. Really good. They do have a different dialect. Yeah, of course they do. I believe you on that. It makes sense. I mean, whales are smart animals, and it's like, so if they live uh, south of here, I mean, they and they speak, we know they speak their own language, so why wouldn't they speak different dialects? Yep. Oh, no, we know you're not crazy, Lou. We know you're not crazy. Uh, we have a lot of fun here in the live studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of which, if you were here Saturday night, you uh, you had a good time with me, didn't you? If you weren't here, you missed out on a good time. That was a show that wasn't published. I played the Stooges' first album, then I played some dance mix, uh, Rob Zombie stuff, and that was fun. And uh, you got to hear Brother Wicked swear a lot, talk about his dating life, and uh, yeah, yeah. And we'll get into Brother Wicked uh Dated life in a, a little bit later. No, I'm not going to get into specifics, but I do want to talk about losing my mojo. That's just it. Uh, well, we are all c- crazy in here at Podbean, also known as Podbean. Yeah, I mean, I th- see my belief with that, Lady Rebecca, is that everyone's crazy, including myself. And you got to be a little crazy to live in this world. And I appreciate people's level of uh, craziness. No, all, all types of craziness. I certainly, certainly do. Welcome, Father Brian. I like my. I like Father Brian. Father Brian's cool. Father Brian just has insightful thoughts, and um, he and he he helps me out more than he knows. And we'll talk about that a little bit too. Um, Yes, indeedy. Okay. Oh, I just picked up the bowl of popcorn. I'm putting that to the side. I will not eat 
while I'm doing a live show. I respect you folks all that much. Hello, hello, indeed, indeedy. Uh, yeah, so uh, I was mentioning Rob Zombie and how we listen to his dance track stuff on Saturday. Wicked fun, I tell you, Bob. And uh, then we started talking about Rob Zombie's movies, and I, I had never seen a Rob Zombie movie. And then we started talking about Rob Zombie's Halloween because he did remakes of the first two Halloween movies. So per Father Brian's suggestion, I watched Rob Zombie's Halloween remake last night. And um, it did not suck. I'll say that about that movie. It did not suck. It wasn't that bad. Um, it's kind of interesting because I've been thinking about it a lot today, actually. At first, when I, I remember years ago, I mean, this movie's now 14 years old, which is hard to believe. I wonder when it first came out, I'm like, uh, Rob Zombie is directing a movie and it's a Halloween remake. I mean, Halloween could be my favorite. Well, no, it's my second favorite. I, I think I had a show about this. Uh, it's my second favorite horror movie of all time. My favorite horror movie of all time is The Exorcist. Um, even to this day, the John Carpenter original Halloween movie, I get on the edge of my seat. I know what's coming, and I still get on the edge of my seat, and I cover my eyes even a little bit, like, ah, you know, it's just, it's kind of perfect in the sense that it just builds up that, it builds up suspense, and you get legitimately scared. And there's not, go and there's, there isn't really any gore in that movie. Uh, maybe if, if there is, it's very, very, uh, very, very minute, if you will. Uh, it has a good storyline and it is so good because it's freaking scary as hell. Yeah. And John Carpenter's version is superior to Rob Zombie's. And you kind of would expect that and probably Rob Zombie did as well when the movie came out and come to find out John Carpenter gave this uh, movie remake a blessing. Rob Zombie was courteous enough to ask him uh, beforehand. The original Halloween movie, the John Carpenter Halloween movie has one flaw. It does not provide the backstory of Mike Myers. It starts out, as you know, if you've seen it, with just this little kid who puts a mask on and just starts killing people in the house. And you don't know why. Rob Zombie's Halloween actually tells that backstory. And that was what I was most impressed with in the movie. Now, the movie suffers from incredibly bad acting. I mean, the, the acting is not very good. Uh, the woman, the young lady who played Laurie, the Jamie Lee Curtis uh, character in the original, uh, is not very good. And she screams way too much, almost like obnoxiously so to the point that it gets annoying after a while. Also, the movie's not scary. Um, it's and it's. It's very, very violent, and uh, it has a little bit of gore more than the original, but it's not scary. 
it's not scary. And maybe that's because we're just so used to the original Halloween. I'm not sure what the answer to that is, but there aren't, you always know that Mike Myers is right there. You almost know where he is in the scene. So he doesn't come right out at you like he does in the original Halloween movie. Uh, so, um, there's that. And one thing that bugs me about the whole Mike Myers thing, regardless of which movie it is, whether it be the original or all the shitty sequels that came after that, is Mike Myers has superhuman abilities. Like, you can't kill the guy. And that is never really explained. Even in this movie, they tell this uh, backstory of Mike Myers being a kid and what a horrible life he had. Um, And part of the whole Mike Myers persona is Mike Myers is pure evil, regardless of what his background is, which I'm glad that this movie explains it. The overriding theme of all this is Mike Myers is just pure evil. It's just like he's a quintessential psychopath, no feelings towards anything, just kills to kill and does it nonstop. The only sense that he's human in the Rob Zombie version is that he shows a picture to Lori of him holding her when she was a baby, which implies that the brother and sister, and that was the only person he really connected with. That's the only sense that you have that this individual even has any level of human feeling what so ever so uh, that but but it bothers me that we're the supernatural powers of mike meyer the, the seemingly supernatural powers of mike myers are never truly truly explained i am curious i do want to see the sequel the uh, of this the rob zombie sequel and then i had to think i don't believe i've ever saw halloween 2 the john the john Carpenter. John Carpenter version. I remember in 1988, fall of 1988, I was a senior in high school, and I saw Halloween 4 in the theater, and I actually liked it. Um, and that was the one that involved Mike Myers' niece, who uh, ended up being a killer herself. Um, spoiler alert. Blah, da, 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 da. Okay, let me scroll up a little bit. I think some people have come and gone, which is fine. I think some new people have entered. Avoid 3, Season of the Witch. I have heard that. Um, It has nothing to do with the Mike Myers saga. I have heard that Halloween 3 is the only movie that doesn't deal with Mike Myers, and it's really a standalone movie. has a cult following, uh, but doesn't have a general audience following. Um, but the other, the other Halloween movies, I'd be curious about. My son saw Halloween Kills in the theater this past weekend and liked it. Um, I guess it's really, really short, but, uh, his, his review of it is actually, he should probably, uh, do his own podcast because he, uh, his insight on movies is better than mine. Uh, yeah. Ooh, it's hot in here. Jeez. Let me turn the heat down. Goodness me. I turned the heat up because it is cold outside. Now I'm sweating. Jeez. Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. This is where I need a co-host. Oh. Oh. 
Hold on, hold on, hold on. Here we go. Here we go. Doo-doo. Gotta get my headphones back on. Uh, uh, so Wicked, Brother Wicked's lost his mojo. What does that mean? Well, I'll tell you what that means. Uh, Brother Wicked, uh, who has said in a recent show that his self-confidence is higher than it's ever been, I'd say that's still true, but... I think what I'm realizing, I'm finally realizing how old I am, and I'm showing signs of age uh, physically, and uh, I don't know quite how to deal with it just yet. There's that, but there's also uh, Brother Wicked's dating again, and Brother Wicked thinks he's, sometimes believes he's uh, pretty suave going into dates, and doesn't get nervous thinks it goes well then later on finds out that uh, the other person doesn't feel a romantic connection and that's actually okay I can deal with that I do get I mean I was speaking Saturday night and uh, talking about how it bothered me a little bit but then I was able to make light of the situation you can't force feelings and when it comes to romantic energy there's no uh it, there's no rationale behind it it's not a rational thing love uh in this sense or i i mean love's a strong word but as far as what makes somebody's heart go pitter patter there's no rational explanation as a reason to why or why not for that matter and uh the thing that i keep telling myself that actually helps is just like yeah she's just not into you and you know what? Yeah, she's not into me, and I'm still standing. I don't feel any worse about who I am as an individual. And it doesn't change uh, who she is as a person either. It doesn't make, certainly doesn't make her a bad individual. You just can't force feelings. Um, so, uh, and that's one thing about, that all of us have to learn. It's just about rejection. We're just not always going to get things, everything that we want. And we have to accept the fact that people just aren't going to feel the same way you do about things. You got preparing yourself for disappointment. It doesn't have to be constant disappointment because life isn't constant disappointment. Sometimes we feel that way, but it's not. Hey, Doss, welcome to the live studio. Uh, attraction, as Father Brian says, attraction is mysterious. It can't be explained. Even if uh, you see that person who you thought that eh, maybe there is a spark, you see that uh, individual out with another person and be like, what is that? What does she see in that guy? I mean, come on. It's just like, and you know, you can't let your mind go there because there's no explanation for it. It's just about moving on, moving forward, and, uh, you know, in the dating game, it's just try, try, try again. One thing I didn't think about myself as I was younger is how often I rejected other people, that they may have felt a certain way about me, and I didn't feel the same way about them. We tend to fail uh, to recognize that that we do it as much to others as uh, people do it to us. 
And also, I have this thought, wow, I'm interesting as a single person. I think I might be more interesting as a single person. Granted, I mean, I spent 20 years of my life uh, not being single, 20 of my recent years. So here I am two years into being single, really discovering who I am as a person and figuring out how to be happy within myself. Because as we all know, happiness comes from within. You're not going to find it through somebody else. And I feel like, wow, if I did end up with someone like right away, I wouldn't be that interesting. Would I be doing this podcast right now talking about uh, talking to you people? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. But this is something that is uniquely me, the podcast I'm talking about. Would have I watched my Rob Zombie Halloween movie last night? Would I have done the live podcast that wasn't published on Saturday? Um, you know, it's it's hard to say. Would I have to juggle my time with my kids just to see somebody else, which I would never do? You know, so there's a lot. I mean, I don't have a heck of a lot to complain about. That's what I'm getting at. So, um, so about getting my mojo back, it's just trying to find that mojo, that uh, that mojo, that suave, that basic suave that I have had, that charm, that I guess I'm trying not to use the word confidence. I guess confidence in that situation, knowing that I can go into that situation, a date, a meeting a person, and I want to be okay with the outcome either way, because I've been able to do that, and I'll continue to be able to do that. It's just the fact that I'm talking about it means I'm questioning it a little bit. So that's where that's what I mean about getting my mojo back is just getting away, just getting away from that kind of self-doubt and getting that suave back, that groove back. Welcome, Carol, to the live studio. I think Carol came in and laughed. I think that's what happened. Hey, I got Stinky Dad. Stinky Dad's my new Twitter best friend. I like Stinky Dad. Stinky Dad's awesome. Um, he does these shorts, these podcast shorts, which I got to start listening to more of them. Stinky Dad's my friend. Yeah, like you said, we're Twitter buds. I got a lot of, I'm, uh, yeah, I like the people, the people I meet on Twitter. It's actually kind of fun. I'm starting to like Twitter. Yeah. Speaking of which, I was listening to the F boys who are also uh, Twitter buds. And I was listening to one of their episodes, their latest episode, actually. Now, if the F buds, if you listen to last week's show, uh, they're a date, they're my two, fa- my uh, two new favorite Canadians who do a sex and dating advice show. And it's funny the stories that people send to these guys and they handle it like in just a really good professional Dr. Ruth type uh, uh, type uh, mention. Wait, I take offense as a Canadian too. Oh, you're a Canadian? I didn't know you're a Canadian. I didn't know that. Well, you're my favorite Canadian then. Then those guys would come in a close second. Yeah, yeah. So, because Stinky Dad, I mean, with a name like that, Stinky Dad Glenn, 
I mean, if he's truly Canadian, of course he's my favorite Canadian. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so my my uh, second favorite Canadians, the F Buddies, um, uh, their latest episode, somebody sends in the true story. Um, so this girl I know who's an artist has hired me as a nude model. Uh, I like to be naked all the time. She knew this. And uh, so I, and uh, if I can get paid to be naked, uh, yeah, absolutely. Or maybe she didn't pay him, I don't know, but it gave him an excuse to be naked and it gave her an excuse to do naked man art. Uh, hey, lady me, how you doing? Yeah, yeah. Is, and I want to find out, is Sneaky Dad Glenn really Canadian or is he just pulling my leg, you know? Some people call me Canadian. I'm really not. He is Canadian, says Father Brian. What Father Brian says is is uh, gospel. So absolutely. Wow. So Glenn is my favorite Canadian by far. All right. Awesome. Because Brian sent me snail mail. Oh wow! You guys are like snail mail buddies. That's that's a uh, that's something. That's something right there. Not only so. Uh, you can have your Twitter buddy, then you got to have a snail mail buddy too. That's a no. That's a whole new level of uh, being having buddies is having having your social media buddies. But the next step in the buddy relationship is a snail mail buddy. I think I agree. What was I talking about anyway? Uh, oh yeah, uh, this naked guy. <laughs> this naked guy. <laughs> oh, I love it when I get a kick out of myself. Uh, one thing that's bad is I left my chapstick in the other room and I need it badly. Okay, so this uh, lady friend of this guy hires him to be a model. He likes to be naked all the time. So gives him an excuse to be naked, gives him her an excuse to paint some naked guy naked. So they have one session. And before the next session, she's texting with him. Uh, and asking, hey, uh, this time when you come over, I need you to be fully erect. And I don't mean body erect. Uh, I'm talking about his genitalia. And what did Glenn just say? Whoa, man, naked men. And thought about my chapstick. I question if these are related. <laughs> yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Hey, rounding thirds in the house. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, every time I see that, it's like I hear Lady Rebecca, Rounding Third, if you don't know, if you don't join the live show, he always enters podcast by going, hey, hey, hey. Now, Lady Rebecca reads that as, hey, 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 and uh, which is probably the proper way to do that. When I see it, I go, I just think Fat Albert all the way, hey, 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 you know, but uh, anyway. It's a feminine version of Fat Albert, says my new favorite Canadian. Absolutely. I like that. All right. So anyway, so in the text message, she says, yeah, the next time you come over to model for me, I want you fully erect. And I don't and I'm talking and she's referring to his genitalia. So I'm listening to this episode and I'm thinking, oh, wow, this this is really going to get good. But that's kind of where it stops, because the guy then asks the the two Canadian uh, podcasters, um, is this a booty call? Which is actually a good question. So this is an artist who is already painted this man while he was naked. 
He's coming over for a second time. Oh, there's more to the story. Says she wants him to have an erection. And actually, this is this is what makes the story more interesting. He texts back, "Well, I don't know if uh, I can be able to, if I'll be able to do that because of stage fright. I mean, how and all that. I mean, plus this is kind of a professional situation." And she responds with, "Oh, I can help with that." Then the question to the two Canadian podcasters who give sex and dating advice, is this a booty call? Is she inviting him over saying that uh, she wants him naked with an erect penis painting him? Is this a booty call? That's the question. Uh, yeah. The, she's probably penciling him in. <laughs> Father Brian. Uh, rounding thirds, they're all booty calls. Well, yeah, I think if she's helping with him getting uh, an erection, then maybe it maybe it is a booty call. But I don't know. There's only one way to find out, I suppose. It's like, how is she indeed going to help him get and maintain this so she can paint it? I think that's yes, unless she supplied him with a password and told him to look up some porn. Yeah, that's just it. We don't know. That's a good point, Glenn. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. All right. Welcome, a hundred-year-old chemist. Uh, there, hundred-year-doll chemist. Uh, good. Are you Canadian? Hundred-year-doll chemist. Uh, we have someone from New Zealand. We got a Canadian. I know it's a booty call, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for liking the show, Lady Me. All right. I have nothing else to talk about. I'm a half hour in. I can talk about my week. Uh, I didn't do trivia last week. Um, did a lot of Zumba. I'm getting ready for to teach a new class in town here, and quite quite excited about quite excited about. And um, I bought a new sweatshirt that zips. It's a Carhartt. That's quite interesting. Uh, and yeah, yard alchemist. Your yard alchemist. Hundred year yard. Okay, so if you're a yard alchemist, what does a yard alchemist really do? Um, do you, like, change your yard into gold or something? I found your mojo. It's in my shorts. Rounding third. That's like 14-year-old boy humor, and God love you. Um, you know, I'm not going to look in your shorts for my mojo. Something tells me it's not there. I want to know, how does she intend to blue balls him in the name of art? No, you can't finish. I have to draw your erection first. You know, that's that's a good point. That's a good point. You know, after a while, I think that would come down after a while if there wasn't something there to uh, keep it up. I mean, you'd have to have some use of pharmaceuticals or be holding up a laptop or a phone uh, with uh, the porn uh, yeah, that, that was mentioned before. I take other properties and make them better. That's from a hundred yard alchemist. I take other properties and make them better. That's cool. So, uh, you know, you could talk, you could be talking about that in an element sense. Uh, like you take, uh, I don't know, hydrogen and you make it better somehow, or you take properties and make them better somehow. And if you're a real estate agent and you're calling yourself that, that's a good that's good marketing on your part, and my hat off to you. 
I just finished myself at that point, says my friend. Yeah, I know what you're saying, and I had that thought as well. We were referring to the artist. I, I think you're right. Uh, yep, yep. Well, it's all that, says 100-Yard Alchemist. I, and I think what 100-Yard Alchemist is saying is about the real estate agent or something. Yeah. Can you take my artist property podcast and make it more money? That's a good question, Stinky Glenn. Yeah. And can anyone do that? I mean, uh, a lot of us want to be like uh, Father Brian and uh, Lady Rebecca and just be famous and like uh, uh, have like millions of listeners of our podcast and do like uh, promotions, commercials and all that type of stuff. Uh, how would you stay erect once she breaks eye contact? I mean, he's in it alone. Good question, Father Brian. It's my pencil. I will write where I want, says my friend. <laughs> yeah, rounding third. Yep. Uh, good. Good. All right. I have, I'm finishing one fizzy water and I'm about to open another one. See, these are the shows that I have little to talk about. It gets a little dirty. And then that was fizzy water, not uh, PBR, if you heard that open. Um, uh, these are the shows anyway. These are the shows that are complete, total nonsense that actually get a lot of uh, listens after I publish them. You know, I mentioned this many times. It's like uh, Stout and I did a really good show on scary songs like two weeks ago. I published it. Hardly anyone's listened to it, which is it's fine, but it's just like that was a somewhat organized, scripted show. Uh, and when I say scripted, I'm using that word very, very loosely. And here I come in talking about losing my mojo. Uh, uh, when I talk about Rob Zombie's Halloween movie, that was pretty interesting. Now I'm talking about some artist situation where a guy's going to maintain an erection. And oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, holy cow, this show, uh, 60 people have listened to the show already this morning. I just published it like five hours ago. <laughs> uh, hold on a second. I got to scroll up because I think people, I'm, I'm missing out on some good banter here. Okay. Jeez, I'm slow down. Yeah, I got to slow down on the fizzy water. Stinky Dad Glenn says, uh, this is the Wetting the Mouth Break. It's brought to you by Douchey Fizzy Water, exclusive to the Wicked Awesome Podcast. Yes. And that's what I should endorse is if there was a fizzy water out there called Douchey Fizzy Water, uh, I, I, that would sell. That would sell. And I would market the shit out of that. I would market that so much. I'd give credit to my new Canadian best friend, my new Canadian Twitter best friend. We're not snail mail buddies yet. Um, uh, with th that uh, phrasing right there, douchey fizzy water. I really like that. I like that. Okay. Uh, do -do -do -do. Uh, I wish I could. Do -do 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 -do. Hold on a second. Uh, do -do 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 -do. Okay. I know I'm annoying myself. It's because I'm having a hard time scrolling up. Okay. I can't scroll up too much. All right. A uh, hundred yard alchemist says, I wish I wouldn't need to do landscape and irrigation. I just podcast coaching. That'd be a hell of a job if you could be a podcast coach. I mean, you'd have to have a lot of confidence in what you're doing to call yourself a podcast coach. Yeah. I can see myself advertising on social media. Uh, Brother Wicked, 
Most of the Wicked Awesome podcasts will give you advice in podcasting, <laughs> give you coaching. <laughs> I'd probably actually have a few people bite on that. <laughs> That's not a bad if you act like you have mojo then you do Ooh, now that's from rounding third that's good if you act like you have mojo then you do right and then and only then and i lost my train of thought okay unofficially endorse it till they can't help but officially endorse you is my motto yeah okay so every time I open up a fizzy water, which is this, it's just a store brand fizzy water. I'm just going to call it douchey fizzy water. And that's uh, running third hates it when I say fizzy water. Uh, but now I'm just going to call it douchey fizzy water. And uh, somebody's going to, somebody's going to grab onto that. Uh, scroll up, scroll down several times. You'll get some mojo in your hand. Oh my goodness. Rounding third. Okay, I that that could be taken so many different ways. That's perfect. All right, good, good. All right, okay. Um, holy cow. Okay, so I stretched that out for seven more minutes. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Because at thirty minutes, I was like, okay, I have nothing left to talk about. The thing is, it's Monday. All right. Normally, I do this show on Tuesdays, and I had to switch it this week because uh, uh, family life situations are getting in the way. All good stuff. All good stuff. But um, it's just, uh, I think Father Brian either butt-dialed me or he's actually calling in. So, yeah, I think he butt-dialed me. Okay. Mojo Monday. Hey, Tina. Welcome to the live studio. He is calling. Okay, cool. I'll invite him in. All right. Tina, 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 I, yeah, Tina, you say it just so many times, Tina, Tina. Welcome, Mark21, Malcolm Pepe, Lady Me's calling in. All right, we'll let Lady Me in. Other people can call in, too, if they want, that's fine. Uh, I think she butt-dialed me. Okay, that's okay, Lady Me. All right. Uh, so those of you who are new to the Chitty Chat Room on the Wicked Awesome Podcast, uh yeah uh welcome we're gonna have we're having all kinds of fun in here i'm just rambling on so there's no dead silence uh, hey i was just wanting to know is it douchey water or douche so it sounds all fancy oh douche no nah, it's gonna be douchey uh, because douche i can i can decide yeah it's gonna be douchey water because if it's douche it sounds douchey you know <laughs> it meaning now you got me there yeah yeah it's like if you add French pronunciations to things that uh, places they really don't belong, it just sounds kind of douchey, don't you think? It does. It really does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. <laughs> so does. how have you been, sir? I've been pretty good, actually. Um, thanks for asking. Uh, talking about losing my mojo and all that, I think a lot of it has to do with uh, I, I'm in this apartment and uh I don't, I'm not here very often, uh, actually. Uh, I work a lot. I split my time with my wife uh, at the house that we both, both still own together. So, right. uh, um, so I'm not here very often. And one thing, uh, and it's about COVID, I moved in here March of 2020, like a week and a half before the pandemic hit. 
Oh, you were right before then, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, was. like so, not long at all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm getting all excited. I'm going to be like single guy in my new little kind of efficiency apartment and blah, blah, blah. And I don't entertain here at all. Like, uh, I, I don't invite people over, uh, and it's kind of okay. It's kind of like my domain and I know it's my quiet time, so I'm okay with that. Right. But now my mind is shifting. Wintertime is coming where we all, at least here, I don't know about, uh, you guys who live in different parts of the country, I get ready to hibernate. The days get shorter. The weather's colder. I mean, I just it's get really cold where you're at, doesn't it? Uh, it gets very cold. Yeah. And you just get ready to kind of, uh, spend time just inside watching a bunch of uh movies that you want to catch up on eating a bunch of uh you know uh soul comforting food oh right i'm gonna miss you know yeah so now i'm like uh i'm of the attitude now that the pandemic is kind of winding down that i want somebody over to my little magnum pi uh, type apartment uh, to, right. You've you got know, a ladies man's apartment. You really do. Exactly. You know, you kind of do. Yeah. yeah. To kind of yeah. cuddle, eat hearty foods with and right on. Uh, yeah. That kind of thing. So uh, I don't yeah. blame you. I don't blame you a bit. I also mm-hmm. don't think you've lost your mojo. I don't think you're giving yourself credit. It, it, that online dating or just dating in general, it, it's hit and miss as you were talking about earlier. You know, the magic of attraction is unexplainable. There's if there's any actual magical effects, Wick, it's, uh, it's got to be falling in love, right? It is. It is, yep. Because and, there's no explaining where that's going to happen, who that's going to happen with. You know, uh, you'll find it. I have no doubt. Exactly. How many times, and thank you for saying that, how many times in your life have you been in love, would you say? Um, like how many people have I, have I like been in relationships with or been in love with? Cause in yeah, love been, with probably been in two. love with just head over probably heels. two, two yep. lady Rebecca. And then my oldest boy's mom are probably the only one she comes up with really what I would call in love. And I was married for, I'm still married. Uh, it's been nearly 20 years, 20 years. And you're but never, there's, there's comfort. And then there's in love. Does that make it? It's not that you don't care for the person. You don't love them, but there's loving someone. And then there is being, in love yeah sticky dad glenn says says someone who has done a bit of online dating stop sending your penis you'll have more luck stop sending your penis you'll have more luck yeah i'll keep that in mind uh uh, my new canadian best friend um yeah i would say i've been in, and i think that's average i'd say i've been in love twice in my life uh yeah. And one. the rounding third, our buddy, I, uh, um, what about yourself? Self loves the best love, says my friend. <laughs> I'm working on that, my man. Yeah. I'm working on that. that yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and every, and that's what we all need to work on because that's the most important thing to do because uh, I do believe you can't truly, I mean, the old cliche of truly loving yourself before you can love anyone else. And I, I do believe that. I think I do too. I think it's easier to love other people than me, but. You've got to have mm-hmm. some love for yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you do. You do. Um, I'm learning. But I, I am of the belief, I have been of the belief that uh, it's okay if I don't fall head over heels in love with anyone, uh, maybe ever again. Because, like, when I fell for my uh, wife, my ex, my now ex-wife, I mean, I fell hard. I fell really, really hard to the point that 
I was miserable uh, when we when I first discovered it because I couldn't imagine my life without her, and that wasn't very healthy for me. And uh, I I felt oh, yeah, when it borders on obsessive love, mm-hmm. not obsession but obsessive love. Is that kind of what you're talking about? Where you well, it's one so of those deeply uh, in love and connected that I've right. been there. Yeah, I'm probably yeah. there now. Yeah, well, and you could be like every little disagreement all of a su- seems like earth shattering, that type of thing. Honestly, we don't have disagreements like Rebecca and I. That's not a joke. Oh, wow. We both came from very toxic relationships and backgrounds, and therefore disagreement. We we've seen how that plays out. We we don't have disagreements. We have discussions, and um, they don't even get heated. She's up front, so that yep. we don't. Yeah, there. She's saying yep. it down there. Nope, we don't. That's good, and that's good, and I think that's rare. Ralph Williams is asking, love is gradual? Um, I would say it, it is. I, I don't say know. say so, wouldn't you? I mean, kind of, it, can hit, it can hit like a brick real quick, but mm-hmm. most yeah. of the time, and Wicked, wouldn't you say the same? It, it is gradual. You fall in love. You, you start in lust. You fall in love, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if you'd see it that way or not, but maybe that. I would, yeah, I would say that. I mean, lust is, and an infatuation is certainly the beginning of a relationship that can develop into love. Yeah, thank absolutely. you. Infatuation is a better word. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it progresses to something deeper, more real, and more meaningful, I would, in, in my experience. Sticky Glad Dan says, uh, lust is hormones. To a large degree, it is. Um But I mean, yeah, but I remember being in situations where uh, I was very, very attracted to a person. This would have been like in my late teens, early 20s, attracted to a person, but not really into them on an emotional level and could uh, make out and fool around for like hours and be like really, you know, kind of turned on. But knowing that there was that I wasn't going to fall in love with that that person and i don't know if is that lust i don't know if that's lust or infatuation or if that's just being a horny teenager <laughs> maybe that's just i'm gonna chalk that up to just the teenager part right yeah. i mean you're yeah, talking yeah. about the binder years forget the wonder years i call it the binder years where you carried as a male a trapper keeper binder in front of your crotch for the entirety of your high school career possibly junior high and part of college oh because yeah because you didn't need the world to know that you were always ready to go exactly <laughs> Exactly. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, I have. We probably all have stories of junior high and of uh, ourselves and friends who just were embarrassed to stand up to do a speech because right of the that. the stand up yeah. of embarrassment. Yeah, yeah. You knew you knew uh, because that that actually was a reality. At my age now, that doesn't happen. Uh, that doesn't happen. Uh, yeah. I uh, need a little bit of assistance in that from time to time. <laughs> like our uh, friend that I just uh, talked about, the model who was worried about maintaining an erection. Yeah, yeah. there's got to be a reason for the little guy to stand up and look around. Now, there it does when you hit our... I'm 48, I feel you. Exactly. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't do it all by itself. That teenage stuff stops. <laughs> Rounding third, just mentioned the name of a teacher we had in junior high who was really attractive and young. And he's mentioning her, how he had that problem every class when he was in her class, at least. <laughs> and he's he's telling the truth when he says that. 
Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we all had one of those teachers, let's be fair. Mine oh, yeah. name was Mrs. Ebert, I'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now, was I, she hot. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I would mention the name that Rounding Third just mentioned, but I would probably get in trouble. Uh, somewhere out there, I'd probably get in trouble. I, I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't. Maybe I wouldn't. And the thing is, the last time I saw her, she still looked pretty good. It was probably about 10 years ago, but she still looked pretty good. And see, uh, Ralph Williams, he had, he had a geometry teacher. See, that's what I mean. Uh, Stinky Dad, his 11th grade English teacher, was hot and only like 33. Yeah. And there you go. Exactly. Yeah, we all had those teachers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, in fact, I knew a guy that married his English teacher. Uh, he, he, yeah, he married his English teacher. Uh, he was older than me, but not much older, maybe 10 years older. Uh, and she was my senior year English teacher as Wait, well. Wait, you but... know a fellow who married your English teacher? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Very yeah, nice. very nice. I mean, bravo. Exactly, exactly. She fit that porn script with teacher uh, effing, says Stinky Dad Clint. Yeah, there's there's plenty of porn movies, uh, porn clips out there of teachers having sex with students. It is kind of one of those fantasies that we all uh, have had, I'm sure. And uh, there were probably like many 80s movies that were put out on the topic. Wasn't there a movie called like My Tutor or something? Where uh, tutor... I'm sure the yeah. uh, 80s and 70s movies where there were hot teachers involved. There were a couple. Yeah. <laughs> Sticky Glide says Wicked did his research on teacher student porn. I see. Oh, yeah. Like you guys haven't seen those types of movies. Yeah. <laughs> I am 48 and I watch them still. I'm not going to lie to anybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 People are more free about their porn watching these days. I mean, we it don't really is, isn't it? When we were younger, it wasn't like this. Oh no! We had all. to I go mean, behind the curtain shamefully, and like we were ashamed that there was light outside, right? Oh now, yeah, it's not like that exactly. at all. I know. It's exactly. Terrible. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I told this story to a very dear friend of mine not too long ago. There was one tape, uh, VHS VHS tape that went around the school that had like four of your classic porn movies on it that everyone had hidden. Uh, somewhere in their bedroom at one point it, it made its way around like the whole entire school but it, the movies were talk dirty to me insatiable uh the devil and miss jones and i forget the other one but it was like all the those ones from the 70s that are, are now the, the golden age of porn i guess they call it but we've all heard of those titles yeah, uh, Taboo 2 that was the other the one the days of Debbie Des Dallas Ron Jeremy and Veronica Hart Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, yeah. Um, of course, and, and, and now it's just changed. I mean, they don't make feature length porn movies uh, like they used to. Now it's just, of course, clips. There's movies, barely so. story in, in a porn anymore. <laughs> exactly, exactly. There really isn't. It's all, it's all the act of what have you. No, yeah. yeah. The story, the drive behind it's all. Exactly. Rounding third mentioned deep throat. Yeah, that's another classic. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did anyone, and that's a good point. Does anyone watch the story part? I will say this back then I did. I, um, I, I did watch the story part because it was kind of a new concept to me. And, uh, you know, later on I wised up to it and probably fast forwarded <laughs> to the parts that 
were good, of course. But uh, I do remember watching the entirety of these these movies. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but one of the first ones I ever watched, I was it was probably in the mid to late eighties. Uh, I do not remember the name of this, but wicked. They were robbing banks, and how they did that was the ladies would take out the security guards rather than using guns. Using you get where I'm going with this, and. Yeah it had a huge plot because they were bank robbers and the cops were chasing them. And yes, there was pornographic material in there, but it had a good story. I'm not going to lie. So yeah, there used to be pornography that had a great story. Yeah. Yeah, they did. They did. And uh, of course the acting was not very good, but since they were using film to make these movies, they seem to have to justify I mean, there must have been some sort of budget that went into. Yeah, there movies. was a budget back then. It wasn't as easy to create, right? A uh, well, you can make a TikTok or download DaVinci Resolve now, and with some YouTube's, you know what I mean. You could probably get a poor quality porn going pretty easy. I agree with you. They didn't have that ability back when we were young but in the seventies and eighties, not at all. Right. It it even changed when the it started to go to VHS with uh, home camcorders. Uh, because at that point they could do it cheaply. So you could just keep, I mean, because VHS tapes were incredibly cheap. So the quality of movies, uh, at least the storytelling actually started to go downhill even in the eighties. And of course, yeah. yeah, And of course now with the internet, you see what has happened. It's just, there's so much of it that, um, yeah, I mean, you have amateur stuff, you have semi-professional stuff, you know, we know what, we know what type of porn's out there. Wow. We're talking a lot about porn father, Brian. Um, yeah, yeah. That's why I've been mute. I've been trying to find where to segue somewhere else and I'm not coming up with much, man. I'm not, (laughs) (laughs) I caught on and I'm like, I've been muting and I'm asking her up front and I'm like, uh, is there a way that we can kind of, but once you're in this, once you're in this particular, dare I say, rabbit hole, it's so hard <laughs> it's, to get out of. It's hard to stop talking about it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Terrible as that may be, it is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ralph Williams asks, what kind of mojo did we talk about? Well, just we're talking about, uh, as it applies to kind of self-confidence, you're, I, which I don't like to use that word because I feel like I have self-confidence, but talking about being single and just kind of having that suave, that kind of careless feeling you have going into a situation and being and knowing that you're going to come across okay, even if there isn't a romantic uh, connection, if you will. Uh, But it's just somehow having this belief that you are awesome, uh, no matter what, going into a situation if that other person doesn't see that op- awesomeness it's okay because you're ready to move on to the next uh dating situation i believe that's what i was talking about when i was talking about losing my mojo and i'm rambling on a little bit but am i making sense father brian when i talk about you that? are and if i may one you are in a band that does give one mojo. As I there you go. Thank you. You know what I mean? Much. You know what I'm saying? I mean, from where we come from, you're in a band that that mojo bringing game right there. Uh, at our age, you have a study job. I, I don't ever undersell that. That's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you, you have a roof. I mean, you have a place of your own. It may be economy and a bachelor pad, but it's a pad. You know That's what I'm right. saying? 
That's See, right. you got lots of reasons to have mojo. I'm, I'm just pointing out the obvious. Yeah. Well, and I always say with that, it's like, yeah, I have an apartment, but I also have a house that I share with my ex. And here's the situation. It's like, you know, it's where the kids are because we don't want to uproot the kids and have like daddy's uh, place to stay and mommy's place to stay. So the kids are happier for that. And in a couple of years, uh, if she decides to move on, I can uh, d- just take over the mortgage entirely. So that's what we're waiting for the kids to be out of high school. So we have a couple right, of years. Left right. To- you're, you're being responsible parents. Exactly. Exactly. And, and there's so- nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all. As a matter of fact, it should be encouraged, I would say. Exactly. Uh, my <laughs> older boy, I was very responsible. Uh, his mother and I got along great. She was one of my best friends the day she passed. Uh, you have to parent the children in a, in a in, as a unit. You know what I'm saying, Wigan? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah. you don't want to cause them any any heartache or uprooting. No, not at all. Yeah. Um, Ralph Williams asked, but isn't it true that the older we get, the safer we try to be? That is true. That is true. Um, so with dating situations, I mean, I don't look for physical intimacy. Uh, honestly, at all, uh, for a couple reasons. One is my age. It's not as important to me as it used to be. Two is because of COVID. I don't know these people. And um, so even giving them a <laughs> hug, a hug is okay, but I mean, giving them even a, a kiss. You just, sorry it, for the giggle, but you just pointed out something that has not occurred to me at all. In the up? current day and age, dating has got a whole new issue that I would I, I had never thought about that, sir. Not at all, not until right now when you mentioned it. That has got to complicate this somewhat. It does. It does. It's just like uh, the other the other night, it's just like I did ask. I was polite. Is a hug okay? And uh, she said yes. And uh, and I think in hugs are typically fine. And that uh, at the end of the day, that seems to be where the comfort level is for most people. And uh, and the date itself went. Uh, At our age, well, the ones you might want to go on a second date with, that's the comfort level you're looking for. Because if it, it like going back to the house on the first date, it depends on what you do when you get to the house. Fair enough. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, if you go, if, if you're like, I got this great album that you that I think you'd like to hear because the date's gone well, and you go back and you have the album and you have a cup of coffee together at home, that that's the person you dated. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're looking exactly. for something real like that. I would imagine. Yeah. Right. And I'm really trying hard now not to laugh at rounding third. Because <laughs> he's trying to bring it back around to porn, Father Brian. In my show, I would absolutely have read that. He's baiting me, it. I'm sure. <laughs> but I, I genuinely, you are one of the, you're probably the show that I try very hard not to bring all the Father Brian to the table up here. <laughs> And you do very well. You do very well. Well, thank I mean, you. Mostly... You have a different situation than the, you know what you know what I mean. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. There are times that even I know you 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 have to not be Father Brian. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> There's a time and place for it. It's like I tell my kids. It's just like my son who likes to swear when he's talking to me. Uh, you know, saying the f word every other sentence. It's just like you know, look. You know, the thing about you talking like that is one of these days you're going to start talking like that in front of the wrong person and it's going to 
be a very awkward situation for you. <laughs> right. I'm yeah. trying to teach you the gentle way, son, that, that talking to some people like that's not going to work out well. <laughs> exactly. There's a time. The good news play. is they grow out of that. Like my 28-year-old, he, uh, he doesn't cuss very much around me or anything or vice versa. But it's just cause I think they grow out of it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, they do. They'll get to a point where, okay, I've dropped the F-bomb around mom and dad so much, and they're not reacting. It's no fun anymore. Right, right. <laughs> well, I think I realized that when I was uh, in my late teens, I remember listening to a guy who swore so much that I, I just remember thinking, wow, this guy just doesn't sound very smart. You know, that's after gotta be me most of the time when you listen. There, <laughs> uh, no, you you no, because you're doing it as part of your podcast, as part of your persona, and also you're very intelligent with a lot of the things, and you say it with passion. If you're just oh, well, saying, if you're just saying it just as a everyday kind of conversation, that's and you can't help doing it because it's become so habitual. That's it's what just part, I see what you're saying. It's just part of their vernacular, just thrown in there to be there. Exactly. I consider that a waste of words. I try not to do that in my life. Right. Ronnie Third says, I still haven't grown out of it. <laughs> and then he says, well, F me, then I'm effed. Now, I actually, in person, Rounding Third uh, doesn't really swear that much. Uh, believe it or not. You catch baseballs barehanded. That's all I have to say, Rounding Third. My yeah, hat's I, off to you because I'd at least use my hat. I'm not catching a baseball barehanded. Exactly. Exactly. That's like, yeah, yeah. I don't know how he does that. I don't know how he does that. So we're talking about, yeah, so first dates anyway, especially now. Um, I'd say pre-pandemic, first dates, a peck on the mouth if the um, date went well was was fine um, for the most part. Um, a couple situations was full makeout. And I'm like, whoa, that one took me by surprise. And I wasn't sure how I felt about that one. But second dates typically are the time that you can maybe go into the person's apartment or house for a little bit. Then if you third date, third date stuff is I think you're uh, you're in the apartment and that's where the date is. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, that's kind of what I believe is the kind of uh the dating hierarchy is that the right word or the dating progression yeah, I, dating progression I, I don't know if hierarchies uh, uh, dating progression maybe like i was raised by mother and father both you didn't even try to kiss a girl until the third date third date yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i literally that's how i was raised i'm not like not even, tinder freaks me out plenty of fish kind of freaks me out because you can literally just meet an individual and there you go. You know what I'm, I don't know how people do that. Yeah. I don't know how people do it either. And that could be, and I don't know, it's a way of life uh, for some people and they can do it without feeling, without having any scruples about it the next day without, I mean, I'd feel guilty. I mean, when I'm in those situations, when I'm in, I've never been in those situations really. I mean, I, I have, but I was, there was, there was alcohol involved. You know what I'm saying? There, yeah. I was, I was, yeah. I'm very, I, I was immaculately drunk and very, you see what I mean? And yeah, uh, but as a logical, nor, no, not normally, no. And uh, the dude, Sean, says those sites suffocate dating. I like that. I like, I like how you not phrase that because I think it's true because, yeah, it becomes, and I mentioned it with Lady Me and Father Brian last week. 
it's trashy. Um, it comes across as trashy, uh, like plenty of fish to me seems trashy a lot of times uh, because of that aspect. Tinder, I don't have any experience with. So Part I, of it would feel impersonal to me. I, I'm not gonna. I've yeah. never done the online dating thing. I, it, it just seems like it would be too impersonal. Yeah. Rounding third asks, why guilty? You both want the same thing. I don't know. It's probably a subconscious thing for me because it just seems rushed. And it just seems hollow and empty if there isn't an emotional connection there. Wow. What would my mother think? <laughs> I'll say it. There, I said it. I'll get it out of the way. Wow. Yeah. What would my mother think of me right now? Say? Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. We, all, we all know. Yeah. And that applies to non-binary, male, female, don't care. Those days, it's like, wow, what would my mother think of me, right? Uh, no kidding. And the dude, Sean, made another good point. It becomes fast food dating, like mega hollow, and it is. And I mean, I don't want to, I mean, I want to have some meaning behind the physical contact. Otherwise, it just makes me, it does, actually. When I've been in situations like that in the past where there hasn't been an emotional connection where it hasn't really felt right, um, yeah, I just feel depressed the next day. I don't feel good about it at all. Um, so, yeah. But that's just me. I mean, I understand that other people might feel different about that. And, I, I'm, and I'm not here to judge. Uh, there's many swingers out there, too. I would never take part in that. And I know there's a whole culture. I've been pansexual, so there's definitely no judgment on my end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know there isn't. And, and most of us don't care to each their own thing as long as consenting adults uh, to each his own. Uh, sometimes I think it's strange. Uh, I'm curious. Uh, a lot of times, I mean, if I met somebody who was into some sort of fetish that I am not familiar with, I'd have a lot of questions, but uh, it wouldn't necessarily mean that I would want to be part of it. And, and okay wait it's like playing D wicked if if you can set aside your awkwardness those situations can be fun yeah <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> round and third says it wicked awesome i'm sorry you feel that way the next time i won't let you touch me there <laughs> my bad <laughs> <laughs> i love you yeah, now we're, third i know yeah ralph williams is like now we're back to porn <laughs> Now, this isn't really, yeah, uh, fetishes and all that, yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's fair to call fetishes uh, pornographic. They, there are many fetishes. The spanking fetish has no nudity in it whatsoever. It doesn't have to get pornographic at all. But don't people who like to get spanked, don't they get off uh, on seeing that handprint on their butt? Uh, they can, yes, or the strap yeah. print, yes, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have yeah. some experience here awkwardly, but eh, I'm trying really hard to behave wicked. I am. <laughs> that's for another show, right? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's yeah. Funny. I've been muted because I don't know if you guys would have caught it or not, but she is in the other room laughing at me hysterically right now. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, but a bear ass spanking is much better. Is much better. That says my friend. <laughs> says rounding third. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, Actually, if you're though. wearing the right kind of glove, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. 
Yeah. I wonder what kind of weird fetishes are out there that I've never heard of that don't involve defecation. Pony play. No ribbon. Okay, now pony play. What is that? Um, they ride. They literally buy bridal saddles and accoutrement and ride each other like horses. We have to do a fetish show. Yes, oh. we have to do a fetish. I'm getting. She's literally wicked, pointing her finger at my face right now from about five feet away, and she went. We have to do a fetish show. Pony play, though, brother wicked, is when you uh you go through the whole process, mind you. You groom them, saddle them. You put the bridle in their mouth. You climb on them. Some people like a riding crop. Some don't. And then you mount them and you ride them. And then when you come back, you groom them again and you cool them down and so on and so forth. And it doesn't necessarily have to become a sexual thing at all. There are times it does. There are also times it does not. It's called wow. fetish play. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's interesting. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I have experience in an industry that this is not the appropriate show to discuss that in, so we're, so I won't. But, <laughs> so yeah, that's know. what Pony Play is. Okay. Here we go. Oh, my God, it's Jill! Jill just came in the room. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt your ears, Father Brian. I have Lady Rebecca. You're cool. You're the only other one on here that can get anywhere near as high as her, though, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dude yeah, Johnson. she just hollered, I love it, by the way. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, Dude, Sean, three out of four, three out of four girls I met had STDs. One open wounds on thighs and vagina. They still wanted sex. Tried to keep lights off to hide it, claiming they were shy about weight. And oh my yikes. god! Yikes! Yeah, yeah, that, yikes! Yeah, that is that is scary. That is really really scary. Yeah. Uh, so that pony play thing, you know, um, I would. I would actually try that because it's innocent enough. Not saying that it I can remain it, I mean, innocent if... enough, but there is there there is going to be some immunity due to the harnessing. But yeah, it can still remain. You know, like I said, it, it can remain non-sexual for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, if uh, someone else wanted to do it just for playful fun, why not? It wouldn't be much different right. than playing Monopoly or something. I mean. uh, the act of intimacy is actually wicked. Um, it's a lot touching over actual let's say penetration, a lot of it is, is touch. And in yeah. things like pony play and baby play, which some people are into and littles and bigs and so on and so forth, there's touch, mm -hmm. but yeah. it doesn't necessarily go there. Like uh, I've seen stuff where there's a grown man in a diaper sucking on a pacifier. If you know what I mean? Oh yeah. I've heard about never that. experienced any of that myself, but it's a thing. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, sorry, I'm going back to the chitty chat room. Uh, Ralph Williams said, oh, yeah, sex after Halloween. Is that a fetish? Is, is that a fetish? Uh, like, uh, it's, I don't know. We've all had sex after Halloween, but it's, is, do you go out, like, trick-or-treating? Uh, and then, I mean. I mean, cover them in, a, in candy? Maybe. It, it could be. could be, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Can you dress up -y? Uh Look, sexual cosplay has been a thing forever, but yeah, no. The nice thing about cosplay, Rob, is that Halloween's every day of the year. But definitely, it can be a fetish, you know what I mean? Like covered in candy, maybe? Mm -hmm. Right, yeah, Halloween, and you, make, you just made a good point. That's what makes Halloween my favorite holiday, is because Halloween can be celebrated every damn day of the year. It truly, truly can, yeah. Well, eat my candy corn, says Rounding Third. 
I'm not a fan of the candy corn myself. Um, absolutely. Goldschlager, sex and candy. Uh, Lady Me liked the show. Thanksgiving, too. Now, that would be interesting, like uh, a fetish with Thanksgiving leftovers. Now, that probably has to be a thing. Um, that's got to be a thing. And Food I fetish. don't want to... What'd you, what'd you say? Food fetish. I said food fetishes are huge. They're a I big, see. big, big. They're a big thing. So I can see like Thanksgiving leftovers, like uh, uh, being like some sort of fetish thing. Definitely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Rounding third says the F don't ruin my favorite. meal. <laughs> yeah. Lady Me says, period sex is a thing. Just saying, heard it from a friend. <laughs> yep. Yep. And that's hey, Red Wings. I'm just going to say it and get it. Red Wings? What's that? When you have, how can I, let me, give me a second. When you have performed the oral favor upon a woman in her time. Oh, okay. Okay, can you repeat that? Uh, I like how you said that. Can you repeat it one more time? When you perform the oral favor on a woman in her time, that will give a gentleman red wing. No kidding. No kidding. That's interesting. That's interesting. And that's called the red wing? They're so? called red wings, yes. You earn your red wings by performing, like I said, oral favor upon a woman who's in her time, yeah. I see. That's interesting. Yeah, I'm kind of trying to dodge yeah. around and run down the hall and here and there. He's chasing me, so I'm trying. I got to watch how I talk I, here at the house as well. See, so uh, I'll be even on my on even better behavior, Wiki. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, I hear a little man in the background. Yeah, yeah I had to. I, I've had to tone myself down. He's. <laughs> uh, Jill just asked me, "What am I eating?" See, I've been guilty. Um, I made myself a little popcorn. M&M snack and I thought I was going to finish it before the show started and I didn't so I put it to the side and I said earlier in the show I wasn't going to eat it and as I'm talking to Father Brian I keep on picking it up and if you hear crunching in the background uh, that's what you're hearing and I apologize Ralph says you're eating wings wicked yeah, I'm eating wings there you go yeah exactly yeah uh, women are super horny when they menstruate I have yeah um, I, I have come to believe that as well that's uh, fact. Over the years. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and he also brought up the Red Wing thing. Yes, I'm eating Red Wings, Jill. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> They're delightful. <laughs> They're delightful. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I'm assuming if they're red uh, wings, like if you're going to make an actual dish red wings, there'd be some barbecue sauce, right? Maybe a sweet sauce. So it's got a little, you could put a little bit of mango in exactly, there, you know, exactly. and, and turn it into this kind of fun, fetishy, yet edible chicken winged dish. Exactly. Exactly. And actually, I got a buddy down the road here who uh, his uh, partner uh, uh, owns a restaurant, a pub. Well, that's where we played. Um, uh, just a few months ago, but uh, anyway, I, I could I could suggest that they, the, the, he put those on the menu, and uh, that'll be uh, yours and my. That'll be every. That'll be just the people who listen to this podcast. Uh, inside joke, uh, the Red Wings. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> exactly. I like that idea. Exactly. So uh, Sean's saying that uh, uh, men straight attracts men straight. Uh, Oh, menstruate attack. I see how you did that. I like that. That was clever. Uh, 
Damn, it's raining. Frontier gonna f me says the Ralph Williams uh, podcast. Frontier Communications is a terrible way to get internet, Ralph. I don't disagree. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Is it been raining? Is it been raining uh, out your way, Father Brian? We have had rain. Yeah, we've had rain for two days. We really have for two days. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, like it, it on and off on. It's very windy now. It's cold wind. Yeah. No, for real. It's been rain for about two straight days. Yeah. It's all coming this way. We're supposed to get heavy winds and uh, rain tomorrow. Uh, so, yep. And I'm we, told it gets so cold where you live. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, but I mean, you get cold weather too. I mean, you get snow and cold weather. I mean, probably not like, I mean, I know it's not very like little get, but you snow get some... in this day and age. Like when, when we were, you and I would have been younger, uh, mm-hmm. you'd get a lot of snow. You could build snow forts and stuff, but now mostly you get mud in Illinois. Yeah. 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 And that is climate change for you right there. I yep. happen to agree yep. wholeheartedly. Yeah. 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 Um, here it's hit or miss. I mean, we had a warm winter last winter where we got very little snow. And this winter, who knows? Our falls tend to be uh, shorter than they used to be. Summer seems to extend into the uh, month of September, typically the whole month. And I th- even October, this past October, we've had many 70-degree days. So, Which, I mean, it is unusual for Maine for it to be as warm as it's been in October. We still have leaves on many of the trees, which typically uh, the leaves are completely gone. And people are still mowing their goddamn lawns. And I mean, you didn't mow your lawn after Columbus Day back when we were kids. That would be the absolute last time uh, you would uh, mow your lawn, like the end of or the the end of the first week of October. Now it's people are still mowing their lawns. It's crazy. See, and here where I live in Illinois, they will be mowing their young lawn almost year round. Like you may not in January and February. But come into March, they're mowing again. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a strange world we live in, and I don't know. I Call mean, it whatever think, you want. It's a thing. It is a thing, yeah. It is a thing. And I don't think anyone can really deny it. I mean, the science is there. The polar caps are melting. I mean, it's just, yeah, The it's there. It's there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. There are a it lot just, of people on this planet. That's all I ever say. <laughs> oh yeah, there there are no question, no question. They're heavy in uh, people, right? Uh, well, that, I'm gonna drop yeah. down, get out of your way, sir. But it was lovely to speak to you. I loved calling to your show and get a chance to talk to you. Sure. Before you go, what's your show? What do you have uh, in line for your show tonight? I'm improv. I have no idea. We'll go live and I'll see what happens. She'll it's read right. articles. Um, I don't know what articles. Hold on, let me run down here and see if she. If she's got a tidbit of what article she's going to cover this evening. Do you, my lovely? No, I'm pulling it up. She's pulling it up. She'll tell you here in just a second. But Excellent. me, I'm, mine is I go live and see what the hell falls out of my mouth. Whips being banned. <laughs> Whips being banned and, you know, uh, lawsuit for strawberry Pop-Tarts. <laughs> I can't and wait. And a own-your-own-piece-of-ancient history by an Iron Age hill fort. Oh, nice. Well, there you go. There you go. This should be fun. Uh, but it, it was lovely fun. as always. I'm going to go help with little man. Yep. Very good. Thanks for calling in, Father Brian. Yeah, always like it when Father Brian calls in. Uh, 
and Running Third said, I'll come up with something. Yeah, uh, Running Third helps uh, with the ADHD show. He's kind of the uh, regular guest star, if you will. Uh, yeah, dude, Sean lives in Virginia wearing shorts. My dad is uh, my dad is in Florida now. Uh, he went a week ago. My mother's not going till, and her husband, they're not going till mid-November. But uh, my dad wears shorts year-round. And and it's like when he was up here a couple of weeks ago, he was pissing and moaning about how cold it was as he's sitting in the recliner watching TV. It's just like, Dad, put some pants on, get up and move around a little bit, you know. But instead of doing that, uh, when he gets out of the chair, he doesn't put pants on. He drives to Florida for the winter and all the power to him. Uh, I'll wear shorts all year round, too. I tend to wear yeah, I, I tend to wear shorts quite a bit as well. Actually, shorts are comfortable. I actually, I did Zumba yesterday outside in shorts, and at first I was like, damn, what am I doing? But once I got moving, I was like, all right, this is this will work. Yeah. Um, oh, speaking of Zumba, I wanted to mention something. This will give me something to talk about for a few minutes. Um, oh, geez, i guilty of it again. I just threw an M&M in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Oh, you do Zumba too, Sean? That's cool. I'm an instructor. Um, uh, at later with his legs, he can afford to wear all year round, says Lady Me about rounding third. Yeah, anyway, my Zumba story is this. So I've been lately, I I used to do Zumba in the afternoon exclusively uh, because I had this belief, man, I can't get up in the morning and just exercise. It's just, it doesn't work. I've tried it before, blah, blah, blah. But what I've discovered is my days sometimes get away from me and I don't have the time. I like to, to do it if I'm doing it exclusively in the afternoons. So what I've been doing lately is I have been doing it in the mornings and I'm glad I do because it gives me the time. All I have to do is get out of bed a little bit earlier than normal and it's not much earlier and I um, am able to do it and I feel better for the rest of the day. And usually I'm learning routines or going over routines uh, for the class that I'm teaching that's coming up next week. And there's one video that I've been watching, and I don't know why I didn't really notice it before, but because I've seen it a bunch of times. But there's this one video, maybe I'll share it in my notes. There's this guy, a white guy. And I don't think he's an American. I think he's either Australian or New Zealand or, or from New Zealand. And um, he does a bunch of videos. And in all these videos in back of him are a dozen female dancers. So a tallish white guy with a dozen female dancers in the background. But this is what is strange. All the female dancers are Asian, the same exact height and the same built. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, this, this is a little creepy. Um, I feel like he's purposely doing this. And then I wonder, is this okay? He's like, if you want to be in my video, you have to be of this race, this height, this gender, and uh, this built. I mean, it seems a little weird to me, and I hope behind the scenes he's not like one of these uh, abusive, verbally abusive kind of guys uh, to the point that these women get these moves correct. 
I feel a little bit jerky and judgy for saying this, but um, I don't know. I'll I'll post it. I'll post it in my notes, and I'll let you guys be the judge. It just seems a little odd to me. It just exactly, and it makes you think of that. The uh, the dude Sean says simply uh, irresistible, like the Robert Palmer stuff. And in that sense, I mean, he's doing it. I mean, who knows what the background story is behind all those women in the Robert Palmer videos with the makeup and the black dress and uh, that type of thing. Uh, Hey, that's my video, the one I sent you. (laughs) Now it is not rounding third. Yeah. So I don't know. Why no? Um, Is it Stout? No, it's Stout's not the one that's the instructor with the video. Speaking of Stout, I haven't seen Stout in here in a while, and I sent him a voice message uh, funny thingy yesterday. He hasn't responded. I hope Stout's not mad at me. I think Stout might just be busy. He does get busy from time to time, and I don't hear from him for a few days, but uh, let's hope Stout is okay. We, we like our Stout. Exactly. All right. I like that you're projecting onto your Zumba videos. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, um, yeah, I mean, you get, I notice things. I mean, I do, I'm a visual learner and I, I notice these things. I notice uh, certain things as I'm visually learning. Uh, that is, looks like stinky Glenn left. I enjoy stinky Glenn when he's here. Uh, I do indeed. Uh, wow. I was able to stretch this show out to an hour and 24 minutes. That's pretty good. Uh, you're probably right. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just something seems off about about uh, about that video that that, that you know, that, that's all. And I'll let, I'll let you guys be the judge of it. And that'll that'll be that. All of a sudden I'm studying, stuttering over my words. But I really thought about a half hour in. I'm like, oh, man, I won't be at a loss to like fill up the time of this show. And. You know, then we keep going. Father Brian calls in. That was a nice phone call. And uh, and here I am at almost an hour and a half. Little Jill, how are things out in uh, Idaho? Uh, are you getting, are you getting rain out in Idaho? Is it still dry out there? Wildfires? Uh, potatoes growing? That type of thing? He says, thank you. Yes. Uh, thank you later, Rebecca. Yeah. Uh, my pleasure. Congrats on level three. Am I level three now? Uh, level three. What does level three mean? Not sure. Rain. You're getting rain out in Idaho too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's just raining everywhere. Uh, which rain is nourishing. Uh, rain's a nourishing thing. Typically in October in Maine, we get one really big windstorm with rain that knocks power out for days. Uh, that's been the norm. Uh, almost every October for the last few years. In fact, in the harbor, uh, there's pictures of it somewhere. Some, it was a late October storm. Not all the boats were taken out of the harbor yet. And the wind came in, 80 mile per hour wind came in for two hours and just destroyed like three boats. One, this beautiful yacht, probably this $4 million yacht, crashed up against the pier and just in pieces in pieces i mean they they ended up cleaning up uh, the beach for days after that that happened yeah yeah good 
I just made some homemade potato soup. Yeah, they. I bet that's really good. I bet, yeah, they, they eat potatoes out in Idaho because uh, they, they grow them, then they eat them, and they make soup out of them. Uh, yeah, I, they eat a lot of potatoes out in Idaho. Uh, uh, in northern Maine, uh, northern Maine's big potato country as well. Yep. Was that the one by the bar? Uh, no. Well, this was a few years ago, rounding third, so I'm not sure. No, it wasn't that one. Uh, we do have, um, w- there's a wooden boat building uh, place by the harbor that has the the uh, presidential yacht. And this yacht, it's a wooden yacht. It's like Air Force One, but it's a yacht. And it was used by... Every president from, I believe, uh, Theodore Roosevelt to Jimmy Carter. So it's been decommissioned for a while. And where it was uh, the last 40 years or so, I don't know. But right now, it's uh, underneath a tarp uh, down by the public landing. And this uh, boat building, this wooden boat building business is uh, or refurbishing this uh, presidential yacht. It's actually kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, soup. Well, Sean lives in Virginia. You live in Idaho, so that'd be a long trip for some soup. That, but if that soup was really, really good, which I'm sure it is, Jill, I would travel all the way from Maine to Idaho to have some of that soup. And yes, I would. I would indeed. Yep, just a hop, skip, and a jump. Yep. 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 Geez, I'm eating this popcorn again. It's so so good. It's so, so good. Yeah. Good. Good. Well, I'm almost at an hour and a half. I could probably end the show at an hour and 30 minutes tonight. Um, I really, this is, this is a fun show to do. Yes, it would. Um, you're helping me get my mojo back. Um, I think I may, maybe I never lost my mojo to begin with. Uh, Sergeant Williams and I, not this Saturday, I got to talk to her. We are going to do a uh, does do these movies stand the test of time episode probably on November seventh or fourteenth. I got to talk to her, so that'll be a Saturday night show. And the two movies will be if you want to prepare yourself, Better Off Dead and Fright Night, the original Fright Night, not the one that they not the remake of it that was with uh, Colin Farrell in it that was put out a few years ago. So if you want to watch those two movies from the eighties, Better Off Dead and Fright Night, watch them. And the whole premise of the show is we'll review the movies and then we'll decide individually if these movies uh, stand the test of time. Are they as good now as we remember uh, them being? We did it once before with uh, one other episode, and we hope to make it a semi-regular thing, maybe every other month or or so. That'll be uh, fun. Got a hot date? Swipe right, says Rounding Third. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, some of these dating apps, you don't swipe. You press like a little check mark or an X or a love or a smiley face. Uh, that's I discovered. I'm on two dating sites right now, which I will uh, not mention at the moment. I did uh, update one uh, the other day. Um, and it kind of had to do with just, I talked about the romantic uh, connection thing. 
And actually, if someone says to you, if I hear from someone, I just didn't feel a romantic connection. It's a polite, it's a polite thing. I don't, you know, it's a polite way of saying you're nice. I'm not that into you. Um, if I don't feel a romantic connection, I'm okay with that. So what I did, <laughs> Jill, how naughty of you. I didn't send any of those types of pics. <laughs> yeah, never mention your dating site. Yeah, no, I won't mention my dating site that I'm on. I, I will say I'm on too. But anyway, as I'm updating one, thinking about this romantic connection thing, I just updated it and I said, by the way, if we meet and there's no romantic connection, I'm okay with you uh, saying just that. Also, I am okay with you saying, I think you smell like cabbage and I think your face looks like cauliflower. Uh, so that would, that shows that I have a weird sense of humor and some people appreciate that. And some people will say, oh my God, that guy's weird. It smells like cabbage. What does that mean exactly? Oh God. You know, but hey, um, uh, I'm just trying to be me, trying to be money, trying to be funny. And in all these situations, if you're single out there and you're in and you're dating, uh, just be yourself. I mean, I was talking to a friend today about it and I mentioned how I'm eager to please. That is one thing about me. I am very, very eager to please. I want people to feel comfortable. I want them to feel like I'm being nice to them. I want them to feel like uh, they're deserving of things. I am very, very eager to please. And I was talking to a coworker and a friend today about this uh, female. And I said, I'm eager to please. And somehow, I guess I just got to go into these situations and not be so eager to please. Uh, and she said, and it's a good point. Well, no, don't do that. Be you. Be you. I mean, if that's who you are, be you. And she's absolutely right. If that's who I am, be me. Yeah. I mean, there is such a thing as overdoing it. I mean, I'm not going to like uh, give the person the keys to my car on the first date. That's for sure. But I mean, I will ask ahead of time what types of foods that they like, uh, what snacks to bring, and then I will provide everything, that type of thing. Uh, uh, I'll do everything I can to make sure that person feels comfortable without overdoing it. Yeah. Always lead with authenticity. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Jill says, guys on those sites send dick pics even when you don't ask for one. I have heard of that. I mean, and that's too bad for women. And I do feel bad for women on these sites because I knew, I mean, from what I understand with women that communicate with me through these sites, there's men that are still married or in relationships who are just being uh, really, really sneaky. They're being dis, they're being uh, not genuine when they meet up with these women. And that's unfortunate that there's stories like that. Then I've heard the story of all the dick pics that are uh, not asked for that type of thing, or just the crassness when uh, men will just come right out and ask for, uh, sex, uh, right off the bat. And it's too bad that women have to experience that because women are making themselves very vulnerable j simply by creating a profile for these dating sites, because there's so many, uh, predatory, creepy guys out there 
where men we're making ourselves vulnerable a little bit by putting ourselves out there and knowing that there are going to be women out there that recognize us and some we have no interest in uh, going out with or uh, knowing that romance just isn't going to be there and also you make yourself vulnerable just by um you know introducing yourself to new people meeting new people makes anyone vulnerable but women are in an especially vulnerable situation and i feel bad that it has to be that way yeah i felt bad for myself wicked sent them to me i did not send you i definitely did not ask round the third says i did not send you any of those naughty picks rounding third not without you asking anyway <laughs> uh, nice guys always seem to come in last well um sometimes i don't know i always feel like uh in a world of a-holes where a-holes seem to always come out ahead i do feel like the people that are just act out of kindness and love who seem to always come in last will eventually come out ahead in the long run they will come out ahead i mean if you have genuine kindness i feel like things do work out for you and many times they may be working out for you anyway um, it just may be difficult for that individual to see uh dude sean says i cracked my screen taking a dick pic that's interesting <laughs> uh always lead with authenticity um yeah, father brian i think i read that one from father brian uh disingenuous that was the word i was trying to use thank you father brian uh let's see and lady me like the show oh good whoa what's the whole oh my goodness jill is just being kind of naughty in the chitty chat room tonight i didn't know jill had that in her oh my goodness wow wow yep sometimes sometimes these women and men who come across sweet and innocent maybe aren't so sweet and innocent maybe they have uh this a uh, little bit of a naughty side that once they get comfortable it comes out we all have that naughty side i think it's just a question of when that naughty side comes out is that third or fourth date i don't know i don't know <laughs> oh little joe um interesting 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 yep good um all right monday night show monday night show does it have what does what have a weighted vest too are you talking about sean's okay okay never you mind see if you're listening to this as a published episode uh do you see what you're missing out on do you see what you're missing out on you're missing out on uh some interesting chat that's going on in uh the wicked awesome chitty chat room yeah so jill okay so jill's leaving okay so jill comes in here all of a sudden she starts talking kind of naughty and uh then she's like okay i'm out of here have a good night <laughs> oh that's funny is that what happens uh is that what happens on dates uh with uh jill 
It's just like she starts uh, talking naughty, then says, okay, I'm out of here. Have a good night. <laughs> and the guy's left like, oh, what was that? <laughs> oh, that's funny. I'm now meeting M&M's and popcorn again. Jeez. Oh, goodness. Yep. No, I haven't gone on a date yet. Well, yeah, it's at some point at some point you will i'm sure um those of us gen xers that have been single for a while it's good to get out there and and we're a great gen we're a forgotten generation the generation x i mean they talk about forever with the baby boomers then they talk about the millennials like crazy and it's just like and we're kind of sandwiched in between and we're the forgotten ones we're the ones that had to deal with our parents divorces and you know verbal physical abuse alcoholism all that other stuff and you know we all remember grunge music which was you know and all those anthems of our generation they're all you know not very positive full of angst depression and whatever else we're the generation that needs therapy more than any other and many of us are single now trying to navigate the dating world and we can all relate to one another and out of it all out of all that kind of uh those uh tr- negative experiences we experience we can have fun relating to one another and damn it we're funny thoughtful people yes we are yes we are I don't even know. Yeah, and I'm sorry about that, little Joe. You mentioned that before about your husband passing. Uh, You'd know how to act, right? Everyone knows how to act, right? As long as you ask questions about the other person and you listen, that's all you have to do. It's really as simple as that. Just have a conversation. I mean, anyone can hold a conversation. And just the simple rules of uh, engagement, when engagement meaning just simple communication um, and you'll be fine you'll be fine uh, true so dude Sean was born in 70 so dude Sean's eight years younger than me so yeah he you are definitely a Gen Xer you are definitely a Gen Xer yeah 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 um, trying to think the Millennials I believe as uh, let me look that one up When did the millennial generation start? You guys can take a guess while I'm looking it up. Excuse me, generation. Type this into Google and it says the millennial falcon. Millennium falcon. Millennial, not millennium. Uh, 1981-1996. Okay, so generations, they uh, typically could go 15 years. Okay. So Sean would have come in towards the tail end of Generation X. Yeah. So 1981 to 1996, right. And now my kids are in Generation Z, uh, which that would have been, uh, well, the 15 years after that. So 1997 to whatever that works out to be, uh, 2000, I don't know, whatever. The teenagers right now are Generation uh, Z. Uh, that's how that works out yeah 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 uh dating is you know it's kind of interesting dating and social media 
it's like they kind of go hand in hand. Okay, think about social media as, you know, right now Facebook is getting a lot of negative uh, press, uh, understandably so. And we all hear about the dangers of social media getting our, and basically uh, there's no secrets anymore. I mean, we, somebody knows something about all of us and it's just, that's the way it is. However, social media is good in a lot of ways too, because it's a good communication tool. It can be positive. It can be whatever you want it to be in a lot of ways. I mean, I mentioned Twitter quite a bit on here and my, I mean, my Twitter correspondence has always been positive and it's a good way to promote what I'm doing here. Uh, Facebook, I mean, I use Facebook Messenger with my kids more than I do texting and with uh, some uh, close friends as well. Uh, Facebook is a good way to get out announcements, especially with things like Zumba class or just going goings on in the community. Uh, sharing pictures with loved ones uh, about a trip or just family pics. I mean, I'm comfortable with that. And also just a place to be outright goofy and make people laugh. I mean, so you take dating, you take dating sites in the same vein. And I mentioned a lot of the negative sides and especially for women. But at the same time, it's just like in this day and age, it's another avenue of meeting people as opposed to going to a bar. Uh, and meeting someone that way. The workplace, I mean, we know, we all know of the problems that can happen when alcohol is involved and just meeting strangers uh, out and about anywhere. Uh, so you take a risk no matter what, whether it be online dating or uh, whether it be just meeting a stranger uh, in, a, in a business, whether a bar, gym, whatever. So, and in my sense, I don't drink anymore and I'm not a bar person, never really was. So, I mean, and I certainly, and I hope, well, I believe most people feel the same. The workplace is no longer a safe place to meet people or ask people out. Uh, there was a time we thought it used to be, but it, we know it's not now. Uh, think of all the possibilities of that if things don't work out the way you would like them to. So online dating is an avenue that hasn't always been available to meet people. And I've talked about, I have even said before, I'm never going to do it again. But here I am, I'm human, I'm doing it again. And uh, it also creates a great kind of platform for me to, well, platform's the wrong word. It's a great topic for me to discuss on this platform. You can meet someone anywhere, like, yeah, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying that uh, you can't meet people outside of online dating. Yeah, of course you can. You can meet them through friends. You can meet them at parties. And uh you can start being friends with someone that may grow into a relationship. I mean, yeah, it is about getting yourself out there and you should, I mean, you shouldn't just lock yourself behind a screen and try to meet people that way. But I will, but online dating is a way to get out there to get out in public because you're planning on uh, meeting these people uh, elsewhere uh, outside of uh, 
your home, if you will. But yeah, there's many ways to meet people. It's just, uh, and there's drawbacks in each type of way there is to meet a person. You got to weigh those pros and cons. Uh, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And let me scroll back. Jeez, I may have been able to extend my show a little bit. That's pretty good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, let's see. Millennials make me nervous, says rounding, uh, not rounding third, dude, Sean. Facebook scandal was a great buying opportunity. Yeah, they're rebranding themselves. It seems like no matter how much Facebook gets in trouble, they still grow. And they have ways to repackage themselves. Yeah. Uh, and told you, yeah, every time that... Uh, I think the show is going to end early, and I mentioned how long the show has gone. Rounding third says, I told you, like, eh, yeah, we can keep the show going, absolutely. In fact, online dating was so vapid and frustrating that I began to, to be angry all the time and ultimately made me defensive and short with real women in real life. That's interesting. That's interesting. And if it gets to that point, then it's probably a good idea not to do it. Um, and it's and that's honest it's it's good that you're being honest with yourself by admitting just that uh, uh that it did make you that upset and defensive and uh short with real women in real life uh it takes a lot of courage to admit that and it takes also a lot of courage to recognize that maybe something doesn't work for you and that you need to uh, change it up a little bit or just not do it anymore at all so uh that's uh, tip of the hat to you, uh, dude, Sean. Yep. Yep. I do think with, and again, that's another drawback to both social media and dating platforms. If it uh, starts occupying your life and that's what you're doing all the time, then yeah, that's a problem. And I can't imagine anyone feeling good if they get wrapped into it, uh, that wrapped up into it. You're very welcome, dude, Sean. Yeah. It's kind of like the reason I mentioned it uh, in a previous episode where I, I don't have a video game console in my apartment because I know I'll get sucked into it. And then hours will go by and I'll feel bad about it. So if you get sucked into something uh, that keeps you occupied for hours, that's just mindless and it doesn't make you feel good about yourself, don't do it. Don't do it. And I know that's easier said than done uh, for a lot of us. <laughs> to Deshaun. I had a friend who became a chronic masturbator, says Rounding Third. <laughs> now, if you had a friend that where that was actually a problem, do you think they would admit that to you? I don't think even your closest friend would admit that they had that problem. Uh, I could be wrong about that, uh, but that's been my experience. That's been my experience. Uh, it could very well be. All right. People, I hope you have a good... Oh, Lady Me wants to call in. Okay. I did not admit that to you. You, I did not admit that to you, rounding third. I would never admit something like that. That's like something... I think it was from a TV show. Everybody does it, but nobody talks about it. That's what it is. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
All right, people, I love you all. Um, it was nice doing a Monday night show for a change, and I will be back a week from Tuesday, which will be November 2nd, I believe. Yes, it'll be November 2nd. That'll be the next show. I don't see myself doing a show, a surprise show this Saturday or anytime during the week. So it will be eight days before I do my next live show. Um, appreciate uh, Dude the Sean hanging out this whole time. Uh, and Rounding Third, Lady Me, Father Brian for calling in, uh, Jill for staying for a while, uh, and Stinky Dad, Stinky Dad Glenn, my new buddy there. Um, uh, thank you. Uh, my new friend from New Zealand, forget his name, Peter Smith or something. Absolutely, Father Brian. And until next time, listen to Planet ADHD tonight at 10 o'clock Eastern time on the Podbean, 9 o'clock uh, Father Brian's and Lady Me's time, and 7 o'clock Lady Me's time. Uh, to the rest of you, to those who will listen to the published episode, love you all, and be kind to yourself. Always be kind to yourself. Um, keep your mojo going, and be well. Till next time, good night.